hello and welcome back to the Devil Post Podcast. As always, I'm Reese. And I'm Charlie. And the Timbers won again, Reese. I know. This is this is crazy. It, it happens every year though. You know, we we think we yeah. suck, you know, we're we're ready to find a way for the MLS to relegate us, and then all of a sudden we win six games in a row and all this we're the best team in the league going into playoffs. Can't argue with that. Until uh, our next big losing streak. Of course, of course. Inevitably. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen until next year. Because right now, as you said, the Timbers are on a tear. Four wins in their last five games. Obviously, the the one being a draw against Colorado, which was not super disappointing. Considering yeah, and if we're being there. honest, that felt more like a win than this game. Oh, I disagree. I very much disagree. This This felt like a very relieving win. It was a relieving win, but... <sighs> In terms of like the way that we well we'll we'll get into it. we'll get into it okay cool um yeah man always nice to beat LAFC we've talked about this before but it, it really is a rivalry I think um, people love to throw that term out there especially when it comes to MLS a lot of manufactured rivalries this one's kind of the opposite it's like no one really expected this to be a rivalry but Portland and LAFC like hate each other a lot of yeah. it I think comes down to you know people from LA and coming up to Portland and that doesn't always mix very well. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, Portland and LA don't mix great in general. Add in the fact that LAFC has only been around since 2018 and has still caused so many problems in this league. It's, it's just kind of crazy. And then of course, like John Strong was mentioning on the broadcast, there was the whole like racism thing a few years back where like, it was in an open cup match and there's the LAFC player who accused the Timbers player of saying something. And then the, like there was a whole investigation and the Timbers like vehemently denied it. It was crazy. I don't know if you remember all that. But I, do, I actually do remember that. That was, um, that was not a fun time. Yeah. Apparently the player is no longer with the club. I don't remember who that was supposed to be. Maybe. I don't remember who it is either. Um, well, let I, I don't want I don't want to take guesses. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, yeah, that could be that could be a second. We'll do another day. Guess which Timbers said something <laughs> racist. <laughs> oh my god! We'll just take random pot shots at ex players. <laughs> pot shots. Um, either way, it's a good time to be a Timbers fan. Obviously, even without all the well, actually, no. I I was gonna say without all the even with all this injury crap, but honestly, apart from the guys who were out for the year, which again, there's, there's four of them. I mean, there were zero injuries for this game. And that was the first time that was the case in, I, I can't even tell you man, a very yeah, long it's, time. Yeah. It's weird because if you look at our roster, I mean, obviously we've been saying all year about how, how much injuries have affected our team. Um, and we definitely still do have players who are, you know, coming back from injury, um, primarily in Jigoda, and we do have some, plenty of guys who are out for the year. But in terms of like those little like nagging week to week injuries, we're actually pretty, we're actually much more healthy than we have been for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. I think man. we even saw we even saw El Maestro play in this game. Yeah, which, which was sometimes you know, a rare, beautiful. Yeah, twenty nine minutes for Valeri. A little more than that if you count added time. We'll talk about how we have a question about how he fared when he was out there. So we'll get to that a little later, but good to see him out there. Made his 300th appearance in all competitions as a Portland. 300. 
It's a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's <laughs> quite a few. Uh, I can't really count that high. I don't know about you. <laughs> so I'll be able to manage it. We'll. Yeah, I think it's it's a question for another time. Um, Timbers win as we mentioned, two to one. It was a great game. I think it was a great game. You said it was a See, terrible me and, game. Me, okay, me that's and because we have kinda, different definitions. Of, yeah, we've kind of we've kind of disagreed. <laughs> we've kind of disagreed about this game. I think normally we're usually on the, like pretty on the same page when it comes yeah. to like games. Yeah, um, and this one again, I I feel like I don't know, I don't want to overstate it because I mean obviously you know we're happy with a win, but um, I just thought especially especially for the second half. Um, I wasn't super pleased with um, the way we played compared to how we've been looking in a lot of the recent games. I just mm-hmm. thought that even though we got the job done, definitely, um, I thought that overall the the way we played and the you know the passing progressions and the combinations didn't look as sharp today as they have in a lot of previous games. Um, totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree on that front. The reason why I call it a good game is because it was entertaining. And that's, it was an entertaining you know. game, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and with that, I feel like that's a, a pretty good segue. Should we, uh, should we get into it a little bit? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let me pull up my notepad. Um, okay, this one was off to a, a pretty quick start, <laughs> if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going right out of the gates. Um, I, the first yeah, the- thing... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the first half, um, it was kind of a mixed bag. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, super clear-cut chances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think we played pretty well, especially towards the start. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think LAFC probably had a probably – the, they definitely had the best chance of the first half. Oh, easily. Um, and the second. <laughs> and the second chance. <laughs> but um, overall, we were doing a pre- – I mean – without like, you know, getting the final product, I thought we were playing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's a fair assessment, but yeah, I, the first thing we have to mention about this game is blonde Dyron is back. Blonde um, Dyron is back. Yeah, baby. He's very much back. Uh, I've mentioned a few different times. Uh, my friend has, uh, Bryce has a rumor about like the, the hair colors, right? You know, the, yeah. the dyed hair guys always play poorly. That wasn't the case today. Dyron <laughs> that was scored, not the case. Yesterday, I guess. All right, real quick, I have a question scored. for you. Go ahead. Blonde Dyron or Blonde Paredes? Blonde Dyron. Yeah, see. Like, in terms uh, of look or in terms of effectiveness? and just Oh, and just in terms of look. Well, actually, that's a good point. All right, let's do both in terms of look and effectiveness. I think, if I'm being honest, I think Paredes looks a little better with the blonde. Couldn't tell really? you why. Yeah, I think Dyron does better with a little bit of color, but not the whole, the whole thing. Okay, I, I could I can see that. Uh, I mean, personally, it always I think I think it's like a I don't know, like a bit of nostalgia. I guess it's not really like quite, quite the right that. word, but <laughs> but to see the blonde Dyron, I don't know. It's just it's always it's always a nice change of pace. Um, I'm always excited when I see Blonde Dyron, you know, even yeah. if, oh, yeah. even if it doesn't mean he's going to play any better, or even if I don't think he necessarily looks the best, it's just, it's just exciting, you know, builds the energy, builds the team spirit up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I always, I always appreciate it. Speaking of blonde and dying things blonde, what do you think of these LAFC kits, man? I don't remember if we talked about this the last time they played, but 
I don't think we did. Um, I mean, I, I don't like, like them personally. I I don't like the whites either. Yeah. Um, they're just they're kind of like I feel like they're almost too boring. Well, they I mean they look a lot like they they remind me a lot of the white caps jerseys, but I feel like the white caps jerseys look a lot cleaner. Well, um, they are because they're not like off white; they're actually yeah. white. <laughs> Which and it's like it's like this <laughs> that like weird like I don't know if that's eggshell white. Um, I don't. Is I, that what you dude, call it? I am not the authority on. Shirts, All right, yeah, right? I'm I'm out of my I'm out of my depth here. It's got um, a it's got a rosy tint, or maybe a gold. I think a, I think John Strong said it was a golden tint or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really like their black it, jerseys, but. Yeah, exactly. The black is classic. And I mean, I'm okay with the design of the LAFC kits. And honestly, the color would be okay if you make the shorts match, dude. You can't go yeah. like pink, white, pink. That's a good point. It just doesn't come off. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it again, and I, I see what you're saying. It's a lot more noticeable once you like are thinking about it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan personally, but they're going to do their thing, I guess. Yeah. Okay, um, we started again in the timeline, then we actually didn't. Uh, I mentioned Blonde yeah, Esprit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned Blonde Dyron because he has a header in the third minute that's really the first like decent or half chance of the game. Doesn't come off, but Timbers find some space, work it in. Look, looks pretty good. Off to a promising start, you know? Yeah. LAFC, the, their whole thing in the past, right, has been – okay, we're going to high press the crap out of you. And then once we get the ball, we are just going to suffocate you with possession. Right. But the thing is they have about a roster's worth of people injured or just straight up gone from, from the team that usually does that. So instead they got like Janela trying to make this happen instead of, I don't know, Mark Anthony K for instance, who's with Colorado. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, and they're not playing Marco Farfan, which is a crime. But yeah, I mean, I can't believe you don't play him on his return to Portland. I mean, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, disrespectful. Well, they, you remember they did in that in that last game. Yeah, uh, they did. It didn't go so well for him. Pretty, it did early not go into the so match. well for him. That was that was right after he went there, right? Wasn't that a? No, he left at the beginning of the year. Oh, really? Was that yeah. Oh, okay? Yeah, we dealt him in the off season. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm thinking. What ga- What game of the season was that? Oh geez, uh, let me let me pull up the Excel sheet. It feels like forever ago. It was forever ago. It was um, game number seventeen, and we just finished game twenty nine. Okay, uh, I guess it wasn't that long ago. So it was right, right. before, um, or it was I I don't know whatever. Whatever. Anyway, we're getting off track again. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, this surprise! Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, sorry, what yes. Were you saying? okay. I, I don't remember. Let's just keep moving on the timeline. Um, yeah. uh, oh, oh, I do remember what I was saying now. So Diego Rossi's gone, right? He's at oh, Fenerbahce. Right. Uh, Carlos Vela's injured for LAFC, so he didn't play. You had just regular guys, you just had regular guys in their lineup that weren't there, and it made a world of difference. That being yeah. said, Brian Rodriguez tore us apart going at yeah um going at our fullbacks like this was this was not yeah. a great game defending for van rankin or bravo yeah he had bravo on skates a, like a couple of really memorable times yeah um 
Hinman Rankin too. Yeah, it was he was it was a nightmare. Um the outside backs. Yeah, man. It didn't look good. On the other side, you had Christian Arango, or I guess not the other side, but he was just like their second or the the other striker, mainly the uh-huh. number nine, actually. This dude, I, I don't know. I was digging through like what he used to do. He was on, he bounced like, he was like one of the guys on Benfica that just, or not one. I mean, maybe there are more, maybe there aren't, but he was on Benfica for a while and they just kept loaning him out. Um, oh yeah. And he never really had a spot. And now he's like 26, I think, or maybe older than that. And he's kind of tearing it up in MLS, dude. He's got, I mean, including this game, I think that's, Five, five, I think it was five straight. Five, go- five straight, yeah, or like six something goals and like five that. or something like that. Uh-huh. It's kind of nuts, man. He's going off. Um, so we'll talk about we'll talk about that penalty in just a second, actually. But other than that, man, you had some familiar faces like Jose Cifuentes, Janela, uh, Daniel Cristotomo. Actually, that's not a familiar face at all. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, I honestly, Kim Moon Hwan has been there this year. That's a name I, I recognize, but honestly, the rest of this team, dude, I didn't really notice anybody until they brought on guys like Diego Palacios and Latif Blessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know why Latif Blessing wasn't starting? I do um, not know. Because no. I mean, obviously I'm, I don't know that much about LAFC's roster and what they've been going through this year, but I was really surprised to not see him starting. Um, he came on relatively late on don't um, imagine he's good. better than some of the other dudes that yeah that's what i was thinking i mean i mean he's someone who's traditionally kind of torn us apart a lot oh yeah um so i mean i was happy to not see him starting and i assumed it was because he was injured at the start of the game but then he came on as a sub and looked good so yeah maybe maybe just had a knock or something i don't know yeah i don't think fitness, he was on the injury report reasons. because everybody on the injury report for them was out no questionables so uh-huh who knows um okay we were kind of going in and out of the timeline and we didn't even do lineups uh we kind of just went over the lafc lineup but let's do the portland one <laughs> yeah um pretty familiar lineup obviously steve clark and goal same back four of van rankin mabiala zuperich and bravo um, yep. this is pretty much this is pretty much what we've been seeing um we had paredes and chara um center defensive uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy and uh, Dyron out wide with more up top and Blanco um, at the cam roll. Yep. And it worked pretty well. Um, obviously, some people are still clamoring for Espria to, to not play or start, which my response to that is just that you haven't been watching this season. Yeah, that's that's like leftover prejudice from like Espria of years past. Um, exactly. I mean, the way yeah. he's been performing. And the thing about Espria is that like he's one of those players where like yes he does make mistakes but he makes things happen too and there's very few Mm -hmm. players like on our team with the exception of probably probably only um sebastian blanco who are better at like making things happen out of nothing um and you need guys like that so i mean yeah he missed he missed controls sometimes he makes some bad passes but i mean he has been absolutely amazing at creating something out of nothing this year at finishing his chances he's been great and he's fully deserving of the starting spot um oh yeah 100 yeah. it's my, it's my uh, old rant also like who are you gonna put in over him laria exactly <laughs> yeah so um yeah man a got his goal in the first half well 
shoot, dude, I, I'm all over the place right now. We need to like refocus here. I want to yes. go ahead. going chance by chance. Um, I think I guess like the next big chance was probably for LAFC, that big scrum in the box. Um, yes. That? Like, yes. Was, it was really, yeah. The 14th minute. It was like, I think some Fuentes played some like little lob through ball and like, this is funny because ball. yeah, I'm after after Brian deflected. Rodriguez makes like an insane run, yeah, get it there, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, and then okay, so Diego Chara like kind of dragged someone down in the box. Um, I'm not saying that I think it was a penalty because I don't think it was, but if the ref had called that a penalty, I think they would have had a hard time overturning it. I'm just gonna put it that way. I agree, um, yeah. And it ended up, I think Sinfuentes took like a Rabona shot. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he tried the ball and trickles out to him at the, <laughs> at the post, and he just hits a Rabona. Um, um, me and everyone just, I was watching with were just like straight-faced, oh, my God, what did I just see? Like, if that comes off, that's that's got to be like a goal of the week or something, man. Yeah, absolutely. They had a couple of goal of the week uh, contenders, but oh my God, Sifuentes on his own had it. Had a, yeah, well, Cifuentes. yeah, it was Sifuentes. Um So anyway, that was that was a nervy moment. Um, I think it was like cleared off the line. Uh, Bravo, there was a mess of bodies in there. Um, it, I think, it, I think it was Bravo finally got it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. Bravo a, throws his body in there and gets it off the line eventually. But yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those moments where it's like, I mean, it's hard to really say like point at like any specific thing that we did wrong defensively, um, other than just like not really getting it clear. And I think that that's kind of been something we've struggled with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Re- especially like this season, but especially I feel like in recent games. Um, and part of that comes with like increased confidence, you know, like it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword because the more you, the more confident you get in your ability to build out of the back and make combination plays. And um, I've been doing very well with that, but it also means sometimes players get overconfident trying to like play out of the box. Um, Bravo mm-hmm. gave up a big chance off of that last week. Um, just like, trying to be too fancy. Um, and there's a time to, you know, play out of the back, and then there's a time to just kick the ball Hopefully, as hard as yeah. you can. And um, I think that that's something that we should probably rein in just a little bit. Um, I agree. That being said, well, actually, this this doesn't really relate at all to that, but um, our high press was working in this first half. Yeah, it was. It was working really well in the – so right after this this audacious attempt by Cifuentes. Audacious. Yeah. On the other end, um, well, okay, there's one chance before this. Like Jimmy and Felipe Mora had a nice little one-two, um, but it, it resulted in a pretty poor shot from a bad angle from Jimmy. Uh, he was like down. It was a very tight angle against the keeper. He was like, you're not going to beat the keeper from there. Uh-huh. Wide. Um, so that was kind of annoying. Uh, Jimmy maybe not being a DP narrative can continue in my eyes. Um, yeah. Well, I, th- I kind of want to circle back to that at, at the end after we talked. About okay. The okay. Um, That's a good idea. Um, 16th minute. So right afterwards, the Timbers win the ball on the high press and it's, uh, we put LAFC in such a vulnerable position here and it doesn't show up in the highlight package, which is really annoying, but we put them in such a vulnerable, vulnerable position. That's really 
hard for me to say for some reason <laughs> that it's, it's the sort of thing where you see it and you're like, Oh, this has to be a goal. It's your first thought. Oh, gotta be a goal. We basically had three V two. It was Paredes won the ball. And then Blanco and Mora, I believe were also right there. And obviously, you know, you have more reinforcements coming, but the ball is played to Mora and he just scuffs it from the top of the box. It like in his defense, like, yeah. it's kind of hard. He had to swing his body around to hit it, but oof. That you look at that and you're like, wow, that could have been a goal if we had handled that a little better. Yeah, those are always tough. Um, and again, that's like that's why you do those like three on two drills because it seems it seems like it, it can actually be hard when you have so much space. Mm-hmm. Um, like that because you're so used to attacking um, much smaller spaces where you really only have like one option so when you have so much options people have a tendency to overthink things mm-hmm. and um, hesitate and play too slow and doubt themselves um, and what you really need to do is it needs to be instinctive um, yeah oh yeah and if you if you end up you know overthinking it and you know doubting and try to you know you trying to change your mind you end up with places like this where you don't get the best shot you can, which again, a situation like that should be, you know, a goal yeah. or oh yeah, or a really, really, really good chance at goal every time. Yeah, make the keeper work for it at least. Don't just uh-huh. stop the shot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I noted the Blanco in particular was really working hard in the high press. Uh, he was really going for it, which is nice to see. That's not something we've always seen from Valeri. And I mean, I don't want to yeah. compare Blanco apples to apples with Valeri, but I mean, they are in pretty much the same role. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, that's a good point. In the 18th minute, we win a ball in our own half, and I believe Bravo plays it through to Espria, and he just totally miscontrols like a golden opportunity. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened. I think he just got it like tangled in his feet. There are a lot of not moments like this in terms of lack of quality or sharpness, but a lot of moments that are potentially very dangerous that don't end up being super dangerous, which is kind of unfortunate, but also we won. So who really cares? And I'll, I'll circle back to that theme because that's a big one for me in this game. (laughs) That brings us right up to uh, the 21st minute though. Um, oh, we got some before that too. Minute. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. LAFC like should have taken the lead one minute beforehand. <laughs> oh my god! That's I forgot that was before the goal. The, you mentioned this biggest chance of the first half too. Um, Bravo gets just totally beaten by Arango. He goes right around him, and he plays a perfect cross to Rodriguez. Van Rankin again, just terrible play from both our fullbacks here completely misses the clearance. Rodriguez is wide open in the box. There is the closest person to him is Van Rankin, who is on the ground because um, he's just slid. Unless you count Clark, who's creeping up on him to make a save. For some reason, he doesn't like trap this ball. He just kind of hits it. Yeah, he has all the time in the world. It's actually ridiculous. I mean... Yeah. It's embarrassing. I, oh, it's really embarrassing. And I I get it. You know, you're, you're so used to like having to hit that shot on the second time off the volley, but like, you just got to realize like, there's no one within 10 yards of me. Like just take a touch and pick your spot. Yeah. Literally just pass it into the goal. It's easier than a penalty at this rate. 
And one thing that I want to point out about um, the marking. So on the lead up, this this play is actually really nice. Um, watching it on replay, it's really easy to like analyze um, the runs that everyone's making. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, like you said, Bravo gets beat down the line. Um, Zuprich. <laughs> oh, Sorry. bless you! Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we got live sneezes. Yeah, yeah. If we were if we were good at our jobs, we'd edit that out. Um, oh hell no yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but so bravo gets beat down the line zuperich slides over to cover and i i think he's i think his positioning is fine for the most part here um he kind of has to be in that space because if he doesn't slide over he allows him a straight run in on goal so he he's fine but the problem is mabiala instead of mabiala drop being like more parallel with him mabiala is actually stepped up um and i think that's because some fuentes is making a run through the middle Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to cut off that through ball. But what Mabiola should realize is that the much more dangerous pass in this instance is a ball being whipped in. Because mm-hmm. let's say the ball just goes through to Sinfuentes, like Zuperich slides in, Mabiola slides over, and then Sinfuentes is barreling full speed right into two defenders. He's going to have a really hard time getting through there. So what Mabiola needs to do is just drop off, allow that pass to come in centrally, you know, 30 yards from goal. And if they end up taking a 30-yard shot, that's fine. But Mabiola mm-hmm. stays high. And Van Rankin just doesn't get back in time. He just gets beat. Um, as things of Mabial is tucked back in, he cuts this ball out. Um, it doesn't have the chance to get through. And Van, I mean, obviously, some of the blame. I think you can really blame. I mean, Van Rankin really he misses the ball. Uh, but I, th- yeah. I think that of everyone on this play, Zuperich was the only one who was really in the right spot. And then Bravo got beat. Van Rankin was too slow, um, and Mabial was pushed too high. And that that all of those kind of like combined for like there being just this perfect like angle right through the middle of our entire defense, um, which they fit it yeah. through. And luckily, don't capitalize on. Yeah, very luckily. Um, this was extremely relieving to see the ball like sky into the army. Uh, it was very nice. But oh boy, did I think we were going to go down one nil? And oh, then yeah, I mean you freeze frame it, and it's like. I mean, it looks worse the miss? more I look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm going to freeze frame it right when it's on his foot, like right here. And it's like, oh my God, he's got no one for miles all the time in the world. Yeah. Right there. I, I mean, how do you not score? That's, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty, be, it's got to be a goal, actually. The expected I, goals on that is like 0.9. It's got to be pretty high, although. I was looking I mean, I'm at sure XG. it's not. Expected goals in general are always yeah, like single game XG is, is pretty sus. They finished with 2.0 expected goals. And they ended see, up with one goal. They so. had two chances that like almost That includes have to a penalty goals. though. Yeah, and the penalty. Yeah, see that's just not true. Like they should have had more than two goals in this game, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> if we're like, like thinking I'm, about for that. example, I'm sure that Cifuentes like half field shot didn't count. Is a one. A, it, oh, oh the it doesn't count though. Shot. Okay. You're like right. it, it, yeah, it, it's like a point zero unexpected yeah. goals. Um, anyway, let's let's draw. We're we're yeah, we're yeah, already we like keep teasing minutes. it. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I don't remember how this corner comes about exactly, but we do have either. a corner. And we've seen a little bit of this wrinkle before in recent weeks with this like set play for the set piece. Um you're kind of you're the resident center back here, like do you want to walk us through what LAFC are doing? Because for the life of me, I can't understand why you wouldn't want to mark the guy who has 11 goals this year. Okay. Um, box on a corner. So 
yeah, so basically what LAFC are doing, uh, I mean, it's not like, I'm not going to, I don't think I really have anything like super interesting tactically to say, but if you watch the replay, um, I think, who is it? Number two on their team um, is supposed to be marking Mora, but they're not, they're not tight. They're, they're kind of sitting in a little bit of a lower block. And what Mora does, he makes a brilliant little fake run. And then as soon as he turns his head, he holds and peels back. Mm. Um, And at that point, because Mabiala and, um, Someone else is as Dupretter like screening for him. He has a lot of space to flick it onto the back post. Mm-hmm. It's a really well worked play, actually. Um, pretty well disguised. Uh, unf- it gets it gets deflected, of course, but um, yeah, I, I I really like this set piece. It's not overly complicated, um, mm-hmm. and it relies mostly on players just like you know being aware and reading their defense. But um, but yeah, no, it was a really nice play. And yet, at the end of it. A, a lot of very specific and unlikely things have to happen for it to result in a goal on this. Play. Right. Namely LAFC, first of all, being unable to clear it because Mora's header ends up with Blanco after deflecting off another LAFC player. Yeah. Like it's popped up. It's funny because I don't actually think Mora's pass is going to get all the way through. No, it gets, it's like, not. popped up. Um, because it, I'm trying to think it, um, it gets like deflected and I think, I think it's actually going to be intercepted. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just kind of hits somebody on the way through. Like Moon One Kim is like on his way to like, um, like pick that pass off and then he doesn't expect the deflection. It like pops over his head right to Blanca. Kind of couldn't, couldn't have really drawn it better if you were Honestly, like, yeah. do that on purpose. Especially when Romero stays, not stays on his line, but hesitates and doesn't punch the ball, which again, this, this probably could have ended very quickly with Romero just punching the ball. Instead, one of the shortest people on the field, Sebastian Blanco gets his head to it. (laughs) I won't say bangs a header off the crossbar because it was very, it was a lot of power on it. It's more like it wasn't, it it was the kind of header. Yeah. It was not the the world's most powerful header, but you know, it's, it's as well placed and he gets to it. Well, I don't want to, don't want to hit on him. He does well with it. Yeah. Unlucky, he comes off the crossbar. In fact, I want to read one of our questions right now uh, from the listener. Andrew asks, how intentional <laughs> was Blanco heading the ball off the crossbar to Espria? <laughs> and honestly, again, he couldn't have placed it better. He couldn't have, like, I mean, it, it's basically a wall pass off the crossbar, right? Because Espria yeah. is right exactly where he needs to be to clean it up. I don't even know if he has to move. I, I have to admit, like, as a defender, I have considered, like, is it possible for me to, like, when I have the ball in the box and I'm facing my own touchline, like, hammer a ball off the post to clear it? <laughs> Not that I've ever done that, of course, but, like, it's something I've thought about in-game where I'm like, huh, like, what are the odds I own call of this? Like, could I actually pull this off? It's more um, of a soccer star strategy than a real strategy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dude, I've, I've actually been getting back into soccer stars recently. You've been getting back into soccer stars? It's a oh, fantastic man. airport game. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could see it's a good airport game. The problem with soccer stars is that the, ga- the better people get, the longer the games take. You know? That's, tr- so that's once, very like, true. So once you start getting to like, the top games, I mean, you're sitting there for 20 minutes waiting for someone to make a I'm, mistake. Yeah, I literally p- played like a 20-minute game the other day. Yeah, and then like when you start getting into the high arenas, like they're all like that. It just gets like it just drags out too much. 
Yeah. Anyway, if you uh, if you don't know what Soccer Stars is, and I'm sure a lot of you don't, it's like a mobile game that we used to play in high school. Um, oh yeah, and it's it's honestly meant for like elementary school children. Like it's very yeah, it's, simple. Yeah, it's Actually, like a I shouldn't five say aside, that. Yeah. And you like have pieces, and you like take turns flinging your pieces at a soccer ball and try to get it to go in. Um, very nerdy. Closest thing I could kind of relate it to is like, I don't know, a mix of like foosball and um, no not foosball it's a mix of like shuffleboard and i guess shuffleboard is a good one yeah shuffleboard and like billiards okay i can see that maybe i don't know we'll we'll work on it yeah either way dyron (laughs) dyron takes literally two steps in this entire play i just rewatched it um to score the goal like since the corner was taken he he doesn't move from his spot until he heads the ball in um so good for him i guess got to see a backflip although it looked like kind of a rough landing at the yeah end of he it. barely stuck that that was one of the things i noticed like and the thing is he he like is almost falling over when he lands and then he makes that part of his celebration which was super clean because uh, if you look at it, he's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, his his head is like down because he barely makes it around, and then he like, then you know flexes and like yells and makes it part of a celebration, which is a nice bluff. But I really think he barely made the flip. I um, hope he doesn't hurt himself doing this one of these days. Yeah, because uh, it it certainly didn't look easy for him. But, yeah, and the thing is, when Dyron was scoring two goals a year, you know, I wasn't super worried about it. But now that he's <laughs> scoring every other week, I'm like. Shit, this, these are these flips are kind of adding up here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, Tyrone's got six goals on the year now in total. That's got to be his highest since joining Portland. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't checked Definitely. it, but it's really got to be. There's there's honestly not much to say about this goal. I mean, we kind of just dissected it, and like it didn't come from any sort of. I mean, I I guess there was the set play that we involved, but it didn't come from any sort of like ethos or. Uh, trend in the game, you know? Yeah. Just so, I mean, sometimes sometimes the ball just ends up in the back of the net off kind of a weird broken play. That's the game. Uh, yeah. And, and we got points okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost <laughs> immediately afterwards, uh, they have kind of like a half chance um, from outside the box. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This was kind of... This was kind of annoying. Um, I... I don't really know if it's worth our time, but go ahead if you want to. Oh, I was, I wasn't even going to say much about it because I was just going to use as a segue. Do you remember? Cause do you remember how that we got the foul actually? Um, I believe this is where kick? I do. Yes. Mabiala gets nutmegged and then he drags down somebody and gets a yellow card for it, which by the way, he'll be suspended oh. for the next game as well. On, All right, so we'll be seeing it. we'll be seeing some of Bill. Yeah, Bill will be just in time for Bill to get back. Uh, but yeah, I, is I there a we'll is there a Bill Tuiloma, Bill Nye the Science Guy mashup chant yet? Is that no, because like if no, like just if going not, we Bill, should Bill, Bill. Yeah, because if not, we should we should make that a thing. Yeah, that's, that's, if he, if his last name had one more syllable, it would it would come off really well. Bill not the science. Bill Tui. Eh. Yeah. You, you just, you just got to say Bill. The Tui Loma is going to be going to be a tough. We'll, hard we'll, we'll, there, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll work about it. And next episode, we'll we'll have a polished version for you guys. 
I can't guarantee that. <laughs> we're, we're not. I was just, I was just lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This free kick. It's in the twenty fourth minute. As I mentioned, um, Mabiala gets megged. He, he drags him down. Gets a yellow. I don't know. I think it's kind of a soft yellow. It, it, call it obstruction if you want, but I don't. I don't think it's worth a yellow. What you will see though is that if you. <laughs> And I, I wonder, this is one of the things that I'm, I'm sure this isn't it, but I always think about it. Like when you see a player get megged and then commit a foul, which they do very often, you see them get ye- a yellow card almost every time. Like even if it's not really a yellow <laughs> card level tackle, I think like referees see a player like lash out after getting megged and just like automatically give them a yellow card. <laughs> that's and fair, I'm wondering if that's I'm wondering if that's like a way because like, I don't know, they don't want people to bring players down after – getting megs because it's like good for the game or if they just like think that the player is doing that cynically even if like it's not um i don't know i don't really know like maybe it's a mix of both but it seems like when if you drag a player down after getting meg it's a yellow card like every single time for what it's worth it's listed as a as a card for a foul not for like argument or anything like the yellow card that blanco will get in two minutes from now Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the let's let's talk about this free kick here. So Arango takes it. It's a, not a good free kick. In fact, it's it's a certifiably like bad free kick. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, I mean, he just smacks it right at the wall. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> there's there's a chink in the wall, and it's Sebastian Blanco. Yeah, Blanco with, <laughs> I mean, a rookie mistake. Really? Honestly, yes. Okay, so I was watching this with a couple of people, former soccer players, and one of them was like, "Dude, that's the first rule of being in the wall is is don't, you don't turn, turn your back on the wall." Yeah, is that true? Yeah. Can you confirm? That is that is true. Okay, listen. So I would be lying if I said I've never turned uh, turned my shoulder. But no, the problem... no, brave Reese, yeah. the fierce. Yeah, I know. Warrior. I know. I know. It's hard to believe. Um, so. Obviously, the reason is exactly what they – first of all, it makes the wall smaller a lot of times. Um, But – and the other thing is, like, of course, when you turn your back, a lot of times your arms come up like Blanco does here. Um, And it is a penalty, to be honest. His arms are up too high. It's not a super unnatural position. But, like, it's a shot that's on goal, and he blocks it with his arm that's, like, way way too high. And, like, this is one of those ones where, like – I could see people arguing that it shouldn't be, but like, I, I really think that should be. Um, I think there may be yeah. an interpretation of the rule you could get away with that under, but uh, I mean, he's making his, he makes his body bigger, really. I yeah. Mean, and like some people it. are saying he's like protecting his head and stuff, but like when you're in the wall, you don't really get in, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I ask a more like general question? What the uh-huh. hell are Blanco and Jimmy Chara doing in this wall? What kind of wall is that? um hold on let me pull it up really quick it's uh, it's uh jimmy and mora and then blanco like mora i understand okay. you know, he's a bigger guy and like i understand oh, yeah. you, you might want your center backs like in the mix defending stuff but um i mean they just put they just put the guys that they didn't want like marking a man unfortunately those are all of our smallest guys <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, think about who else are we going to put here? I mean, obviously... Like Paredes or something? Van Rankin? I don't Paredes know. Paredes would be fine, but Van Rankin is like a defender, you know? And, but, uh, I mean, Paredes, it's not like this ball is going to get ripped in the into the heads. Like, 
this is a clear cut shot, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's usually Sorry, stuff, but it's not, it's not just it's not just about um, whether the ball is being whipped in for the heads, though, because if the ball does like get, if Steve Clark does end up deflecting it and it bounces back in the mix, you still want your more defensively experienced players in there um because like okay you would assume that they'd be first to react better at boxing out the defense you would also assume that like like for the sake of argument i mean i would think jimmy chara and blanco or have some pretty you know quick feet they can get the balls a little quicker than someone like Mavi. right but whatever it's it's much more important that you mark the players and box them out than about like just being quick to react okay Um, because even even if you're not even if you know that it's a shot you still have work to do as a defender on a set piece like this um because obviously if you just you know take it off okay you're shooting it and let your guy get a clean run in well if clark doesn't catch it cleanly they're just going to tap it in so i mean it's not like it's not like as a defender you know you, you you still have work to do, even that's, if it's going to be a shot. That's completely fair. That's completely fair. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Comes up, it's a penalty. Penso <laughs> um, sees it right away. Honestly, like a lot of people were getting really pissed about this refereeing. And in hindsight, I'm not as mad as I was during the game. But I don't know. It's the sort of thing where when you see, and I tweeted this, when you when you see both fan bases getting angry at the ref, like, you know you're messing up a little bit. Uh-huh. So it might be a net neutral, but even so, I think I think he was pretty biased against the Timbers in this game, especially in the second half. I will say quick quick story time. Um, throwback to the first game I ever refereed. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> when I was a freshman in high school, or maybe a sophomore in high school. Um, I decided to referee like a. I just signed up for. The first one I could see, which was like a U12 girls game um, in some tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was the center ref and I didn't have any ARs. Nice. Um, yeah. Which was not a good call for my first game. That was my first and experience, too. I don't know I why that know, happened. I didn't know what I was doing, um, really. And like without anyone there, it was, it was bad. It went poorly. Um, oh, boy. Well, the thing is, I, I called a penalty and it didn't call the other big penalty. There's also a lot of big decisions to be made. Like oh, it was a super stressful game because it was really close. And like there was a bunch of different penalty shouts. And like I called a gold back for offsides. And there was just like everyone was getting so mad. And I was like, oh God, what am I? I was, yeah. It was like of all the games to referee as your first game, like not only was it not a good decision to choose that game, but it also just happened to be like a crazy intense yeah, game yeah. with like a bunch of huge decisions I had to make. And I was just like weighing over my head, and um, yeah, it was it was terrible. So anyway, if any of you listening ever had a kid referee your daughter's soccer game, um, or if you were present for that game, if you played in it, uh, I apologize because um, I don't think I did the best. And the funny thing is, the team that won because I called a penalty, I gave them a penalty, and then called and didn't call the penalty shout that the other team had. He came up to me after the game and thanked me and said I did a great job. Oh my team. god! And the other coach was just fuming oh jeez! and i was like and i was like damn like you're really making it sound like i rigged the game for you <laughs> like i was not trying to i just suck oh jeez! anyway that was that was the end of my story just i what, you, my what you said refer- about both teams being mad reminded me of yeah yeah dude on my first referee assignment i forgot my whistle oh, left it at God. home did you actually yeah i did one of the coaches was nice enough to give me one, but yeah, that's, that was that's huge. 
pre-COVID times when you could share whistles and whatnot. Damn, the good old days. Honestly. Okay, so Arango steps up for this penalty, and honestly, I'm more mad at the run-up than I am the fact that it went in because I, you've heard me like complain about this often enough. I hate the start-stop-start-stop run-up. Not only because yeah, it's flat-out like it illegal... Not only because it's flat out illegal, but because it honestly just takes the fun out of penalties. Yeah, I think I would honestly be welcome to a rule change where, like, you have to keep your your no. I think constant. that is a rule. It is a rule, but it's 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 too vague right now because you're allowed to change pace. You're just not not allowed to stop. Um, I, mean, I think in the current stops. rules. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, and other people do this know. too. Like Neymar has this stupid run up, and um, Pogba has this thing. Even um, Jorginho does this. This same yeah, Jorginho does the likes, hop. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hop. So does Bruno. Bruno does the hop. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Maybe I think yeah, Jorginho. I think just takes it really slowly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hate all of them. I hate all this crap. <laughs> uh, just just take your penalty. You know, just kick it into the goal. Uh-huh. Looks cooler. You don't look like an asshole. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, does. not much to say. Clark kind of tries to hold his ground, um, and Rango goes the other way. Well, that's the thing is, Clark just has no chance because Rango can take as long as he wants to take his last step and kick his penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really takes it really takes a lot of like the the keeper's job. Um, that said, though, Jorginho has missed his last two penalties against um, one for Italy and then one for Chelsea. And I'm trying to think. It was the Champions League. Or no, it was the wait, no. I'm thinking he missed it in the Euros. That's the one yeah, I'm thinking. But he missed another one recently too. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, in their game like last week. So I mean, I don't oh, know, maybe some of the top keepers are I haven't been able to, to watch any Prem back on the West Coast. Oh I yeah. Sucks. I've been I've mostly just been watching highlights, but yeah. I gotta see a little bit of Christian's hurt again. Yeah, I mean, of course. Whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Who listens? Whatever. Okay. Red is people. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's let's fine. let's get back to the game. We've this is this might actually be our slowest. Uh, yeah. Jeez, like, and that's really saying something, isn't it? And that is really saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the 35th minute, we need to mention the most important moment of the game. It's Laris Mabiala just destroying somebody who's trying to high press him. Um, <laughs> Maybe I don't know if your stream is working during this or not, but he you remember that that move Bill pulled earlier in the year where he just oh, turned somebody that's around? right. It was yeah. literally the exact same thing except Mabiala doing it. It was yeah. so sick. Uh, just tosses the guy. It was crazy. I want to I want to give a quick mention to because we had a play pretty soon after their goal. Um, this was in the 29th minute, 28th minute, um, right around then. Um, it was like a bad giveaway out of the back, and like oh yeah, it ended yeah, up with a Blanco shot from the top of the box, um, gets saved. But I the the thing I really want to highlight about this was um, Mora's pass is beautiful here. Yes, yeah, because the ball comes, the ball kind of like leaks out to him, and um, he like really doesn't have a lot of space to to get the pass to Blanco off. There's defenders lunging in, and he just plays like this beautiful little chipped ball that lands on Blanco's foot and allows him to get the shot off. That pass is like. I mean, because Blanco has four defenders around him. If that passes any less perfect, Blanco does not have time to get that shot off. Yeah, um, man. Honestly, I so it was a small that. thing. But... I missed that live, but yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, it was, oh. it was a small thing, but something that really caught my eye is beautiful. 
beautiful little ball that uh, yeah. allowed us to get a good chance. Um, Shot from Blanco had some, had some decent pace on it, but ultimately you're not really going to trouble Romero much from there. He, he has a good reaction to it and he saves it. Um, Fox in the box, Jimmy Char is a little too far behind on this one and he can't, can't pounce on the yeah. rebound quite yet. But yeah, he actually has a spree of wide open. Blanco does if he just does, takes, yeah. picks his head up. Like a spree is wide, wide open, but um, whatever. Yeah. Would, it's one of these days we're going to get in a spree a hat trick. It would be nice. <laughs> or just a Timbers hat trick for yeah, that matter. Just anyone getting a hat trick would be fine. Against someone not that's not Marathon. Yeah, Marathon hat tricks. I feel like a goal against Marathon counts as like half a goal. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean like, I don't know. Like a hat trick against Maritons, like maybe two goals in an MLS game, maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends on the day. I, I <laughs> it depends say. on the day. Yeah, there are some days where I don't know. I I'll watch a random MLS match and I'm like, wow, Maritone could could play in this game. Maritone could play with these guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what's next on my list here. In the 37th minute. Oh, there's there's a really kind of weird again, this doesn't show up in the highlights. But uh this is another kind of weird mix in the box where two timbers end up getting like tossed on the ground while the build-up play is happening around the 18. Um, and it ends up being an LAFC corner. I don't know. I just thought that was I, I had to note that because I was angry at Chris Penso for not calling anything. Um a minute later, Dyron's going the other way, um, and he tries to take on two uh, two guys at once down in the right corner, and loses out. I don't know. There were multiple times in the first half, especially where the old Dyron is still there, and we mention this every episode now. But it's just like, dude, you got you got to pass it. You got to pass the ball sometimes, man. You can't take everybody on in, in one fail swoop. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the first half, um, I don't know, LAFC probably played a little better after the goal, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they kind of picked it up. Um, but there wasn't anything else that was super interesting. Uh, the second half started off with a bang. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we alluded to this earlier, um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys listening, if you watch the game, you definitely remember this, but Simfuentes – Picks up the ball at half field, miscontrols the touch. It like ends up bouncing off his shin, but somehow like works out for him. Um, so he like manages to like kind of get a half step ahead of Chara, who is like super confused by what Sinfuentes was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he decides to take a shot from, I mean, 40 yards, more than 40 yards. Like, how long is, how long is the pitch in total? Oh, it's like about a hundred something, right? Yeah, like one ten. I mean, I think he's yeah. probably like forty to forty-five yards out uh, when he shoots this. It is deep, and it's like, a, it's a full-on shot. Like a lot of times, yeah. you see Like these keeper lobs as actual lobs, where they just try to like lift it over them, and they're so far out. Clark isn't that far off his line. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so crazy about it. It's like he, Clark is not far enough off his line for where Sinfuentes can just lob it. Like he has to hit it, and he does. He gets like 
his foot all the way behind it. This shot is like rising, like all 40 yards till it gets yeah, to the man. Goal. If Clark is on his line, he'd have a tough time saving this. But he um, doesn't get to it. And it mercifully shanks off the post and out of bounds for a goal yeah. kick. I, I mean, <laughs> is this goal of the season if it goes in? Like, Oh, it's got to be, right? I, I mean, I know Rui Diaz scored one of these, but it wasn't like that. This I mean, because like you see, you see this like I mean I don't want to say often, but it does happen that like keepers get chipped from really far out. But like I would say this is considerably more impressive than like almost any goalkeeper chip I've ever seen, just because it's not a chip. Like, yeah, yeah. He just takes the shot. He yeah, he just takes a normal shot and it's just hits it so hard and so true. I mean, it was, it was an unbelievable shot. I mean, if this goes in, I I think it has to be goal of the year, really. Honestly, um, yeah. Thank God it bangs off the outside of the post because, my God. Oh, geez. It's like swerving and knuckling, too. I know. I keep watching it on replay. Like, yeah, me too. Our, even though it wasn't, like, our team, like, it was such a nice shot. I just want to keep watching it. Like, Honestly, yeah. Credit where credit is due. Him. That was a great hit. Rodriguez is, like, watching the ball. He turns around and looks at Sequentes. He's like, did you just do that? <laughs> yeah, Holy he's crap. like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, thankfully it doesn't go in because that would have been a really, really tough way to go down two to one. Yeah, like you said, that like point zero one on the expected goals, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in the fiftieth minute, I just noted that we conceded a dumb corner because we weren't marking great. Um, in the fifty-first minute, Zuperic has a has a blocked shot uh, from Janella. Yeah, who, honestly, uh, like based on how Janela shot the ball in this game, anyways, I wouldn't. You didn't even let that <laughs> wouldn't, even, wouldn't even have bothered blocking it. I'm not too concerned about it. Um, yeah, I, I noted. I made a note. Uh, Bravo had another really nice run. I think it was the 54th. Um, yes. I, yeah. I guess I, I I love seeing that from Bravo, and I saw it from Van Rankin um, a little bit this game too, actually, of like taking your space inside. Yes, Van Rankin does this a lot. And yeah, actually, come to think of it, Bravo does too. Yeah. I, I think, like, I mean, this is something that's, like, it's been, it's really worked well for us. I think it's nice to have two uh, outside backs who both have, like, the ability to, like, be the composure. Yeah. Yeah, to, like, take the ball on the dribble and take their space. Um, because we really eat, I mean, we eat up, have a chance to eat up a lot of ground between um, going from the defending third all the way to the final third. Um, yeah, um, although on one, such as that. one place where I noted Van Rankin wasn't doing so well was in the corner, man. We would get the ball like all the way down to the corner and he's, you know, in, in kind of a like a stalemate with the other outside back, you know, th- where they're just uh-huh. fighting for it in the corners. He would lose those every single time this game. It was getting really yeah. <clears throat> thing where you just expect one of them to come off at some point and they just all uh-huh. like they would just kick it straight off of him every time. I don't know. Um, yeah, you mentioned Bravo's nice run. Uh, Espria, who a few minutes earlier had sprung a pretty nice counterattack and got fouled with no yellow card, of course, because why would you give a yellow card when you're stopping a counter <laughs> for a tactical foul? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Um, but yeah, in this 54th minute, he he, I was, I was literally saying out loud, like, don't do it, Dyrone. Don't do it, Dyrone. Like, don't. <laughs> You don't need to try to take on this many people by yourself, and he does it, and it, it ends up being a corner. But still, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, um, 
That said, though, our next big chance also comes from Dairon taking people on by himself. This um, is true. This is very true. Uh, he drives in, gets a nice. He's like driving from. It's funny. He right he goes for the track. he goes for the nutmeg, misses it, and somehow manages to beat two defenders. Yes, off yes. of like a missed nutmeg. <laughs> That's just Dairon for you. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he just like traps it down off i think that's janela maybe no that's not janela whatever uh crosses beautiful cross in with his left and although it is behind more it gives him a chance to you know at least take the ball down or lay it off for one of these other guys behind him but no he just goes yeah. for it um Murray just goes for the overhead kick does amazingly well it really does like, yeah considering like score, but shit because he just it's it's at a tough angle for him to really generate a lot of power um but in terms of like placement um i mean he really can't do much better and he does get a decent amount of power on it obviously not enough um keeper makes the save relatively comfortably but from that angle um and like based on his positioning it's going to be really hard to do better than that oh yeah it's very impressive and especially i mean especially with bicycle kicks like a lot of times you just catch the keeper off guard um that's that can definitely go yeah exactly uh, you know the keeper's not ready for it so So. top three bicycle kick in portland timbers history (laughs) yeah probably history well we got the brian fernandez one which is like it has to be one because the only. i mean it's clear yeah it's yeah it's clear of like anything else i mean most of our most of our bicycle kicks end up as like mls moments because they like end up in the stands or complete whiffs or someone like breaks their shoulder or something. <laughs> I remember a Ryan Johnson bicycle kick in 2013. Do you know what I'm talking about? Against the Red Bulls. It was like our home uh, opener. And it would have been to win the game. God, maybe okay. it was Magby. You're going to have to remind me. This one isn't sounding familiar. I don't know. It, it was headed for top bins, though. It was like a really nice bicycle kick. And then there's this one, and I can't remember any others. So I'll call. we'll call it top three. Yeah, sure. Um, 60, uh, let's see, let's do the reinforcements here. Um, oh yeah. So you know what? First, first there's a Clark save. Uh, so again, this is really like back and forth game. There's a lot of moments in this one, a minute after Mora does that and almost pulls it off. Um, Clark has to make a, a pretty important save on Brian Rodriguez. And it's again, LAFC just work this ball into a position where you're thinking to yourself like, Oh man, they're going to score. Aren't they? Um, number 33, whoever that is. Uh, I think that's moon actually, isn't it? Let me pull up my lineup. Uh, yeah. Moon is 33. Yeah, it's 33. Uh, LAFC win the ball high up. Uh, they, it falls to moon after some scramble. Jimmy Chara probably fouls him at the top of the box, but it's okay. Because even though Sinfuentes uh, gets it out to Rodriguez and he's got a couple runners in the box, he takes it first time and Clark's there to clean it up. Kind of scary because he saves it right towards the penalty spot in the middle. But uh, thankfully, Diego Char is there to clear um, and we avoid a goal. But, yeah, it's it's good defending from um, – who is that? Mabiala, I think? <clears throat> On um, – or no, you know who it is? It's, it's Bravo who – Yes, like absolutely barrels into a. Who, who was that? Um, I don't know. Whoever's Edwards, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It might be Edwards. Um, 
anyway, but does just enough to like where the referee doesn't feel comfortable he can call the penalty, um, even though like yeah, it's probably yeah. a foul. Uh, <laughs> right in that sweet spot. Yeah, where, um, Edwards it's ambiguous also kind enough. of just runs into him though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 not a penalty. I would be um, mad if this was a penalty. I would be, yeah, the thing is, it's never going to be called as a penalty, even if it is, just because like it's so ambiguous as to what happened, and like those loose ball plays, players are granted a lot more. Like, I don't know, there, it's just a lot more leeway on like loose ball plays, just because people are always scrambling and end up running into each other randomly. Yeah. So, I so agree. that's why I, I wasn't I wasn't even being sarcastic. It was good defense because he recognizes you know that he can put a body in there, and he does, and um. Gets it works cleaned out. up easily. Yeah. yeah. So the reinforcements a minute later, um, <clears throat> Diego Valeri comes on the pitch, makes his 300th appearance, replaces the goal scorer, Espria, and one George Fushive comes on for Christian Paredes. So now we've seen Paredes in the last two matches get the majority of the minutes, get both the starts instead of Fushive. Do you, I, I feel like I ask this every week now, and I probably do, but do you, where do you stand on those two? Who would you rather see start? Uh, see, this for me is always what it, – it, it's kind of a toss-up, honestly. Yeah. I think, that, I think that ideally it's like I'm fine with them splitting them it's, uh, for fitness um, reasons, just like you know to keep, keep each other fresh. Because I really don't think that – either one of them has a significant edge. Obviously, um, Foshive, more of a defensive force than Paredes. Mm-hmm. And Paredes probably a little more technical on the ball. Um, but I've, I've been... I think recently both of them have kind of been playing to a point where it's like they're not doing anything amazing, but like they're doing their job well enough. Yeah. Um, and that's and I, I so I think that like I don't really have a preference one over the other. Um, I like Paredes, um, but I think Foshiba has been doing well too. This isn't a very good answer. I don't really have a concrete answer. No, I think fine. basically yeah. my answer is that I'm fine with it, um, and I think they're pretty even. My answer, my answer is the exact same. Um, okay, so should we get, should we get into the other miss? That, that oh good game. god yeah okay so you thought that early you thought that earlier <laughs> when we were talking about that miss in the first half was bad jesus christ you haven't seen anything yet yeah because... dude this is this is just atrocious um especially because it begins with with us having the ball in a good spell of possession we were working our way through through this uh through this LAFC midfield pretty yeah, well. I, th- and I we think it's getting... Blanco with like a really sloppy giveaway. Yeah, it's just a terrible uh, first time pass from Blanco. Yeah, he, he, it's left. just so unnecessary. Like, I, yeah, it's a really unnecessary pass. Um, defense is completely caught out because um, it's such an unnecessary and like unexpected yeah. giveaway. Even if he didn't hit it, like even if Raheem Edwards wasn't standing exactly where he hits this ball, it's going out of bounds <laughs> if he doesn't hit it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a it's a really yeah. So it's Edwards a really like, poor pass. Takes a touch, looks up, and just places the the pass of the game, honestly, and probably the pass of the week. Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just a little too easy because it's just a through ball um, to Arango. I believe he's <laughs> beaten Maviala already, and then Zuperich has to cover for him, which leaves Cifuentes wide open in the box. Oh boy. 
Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, a, a lot of times when we look at big chances, like, I, or we, we kind of, like, break down and, you know, maybe some of the movements that weren't good by the defense. But in this one, I don't think you can put any blame. I think the blame really has to go on the attacking players on Bravo or on Blanco, namely. Because, I mean, it's just such an unexpected giveaway. Exactly. In, like, a place where, like, the defense would never expect that we would lose the ball. So, like, they're not in the really in the right position, but, like, they really shouldn't need they they really would have no reason to think they would be like immediately having to play defense because there's no pressure on there's plenty of time plenty of space um and lsc just counters really quickly and seeing front is the ball gets crossed to him and i mean it's he's just wide open one-on-one with clark you just can't miss really i mean good thing that's the one thing he does yeah, he puts it wide. <laughs> he just tries to be too. He tries to be too fan. I mean, he tries to be too clever. Clark is scrambling across. He tries to put it above. Like you say, his you dive. say that, but like you, you wouldn't be saying that if you just hit it in. I think he just missed it. Yeah. I mean, what would you have done differently? Like, I mean, I would just put my, it in the goal. I would put my foot through the ball and just hit it on target. Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess you're also, right. He really just scuffs it. He really just scuffs it. Do you see Mabiala landing on Clark's head in this? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He lands right on he, him. He like tries to jump over him and he doesn't get all the way. And he like yeah, accidentally teabags Clark on the way. Yeah, down. It gives him gives him an unfortunate piggyback ride. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I thought it was funny that even like Cifuentes after this miss, like this miss was so bad that Arango couldn't even like console him during the miss when he yeah. like, got his kit over his head and he's just like wow i really just did that like <laughs> yeah i mean it was like i mean i thought i was seeing things when the ball went wide same yes yeah. i couldn't believe it yeah i yeah, i couldn't believe it. it really is unbelievable if whatever if somehow you haven't seen it i mean it's got to be one of the misses of the year it's, i mean it's so bad and the game is as crucial as this i don't know how you don't put that away um yeah well, it, anyway, it I guess okay, hang on. one one last thing I will say um, before we move on is I, I want to give some credit to Clark because even though he doesn't make the save here and even though Sinkfinder should still definitely score this, he does do a good job of putting pressure on him. He gets mm-hmm. across the goal. Well, he lays out for a good dive. I mean, it should still definitely be a goal, but like it's like he makes it he makes him front does really have to think um and he really puts himself in a good spot so I, I, you should give clark does deserve some credit here uh, because he does about as well as you can hope for him to do in that spot and i think it definitely plays a role in the miss yeah that's true that's true um and like you say if he blasts it you know clark is right there so maybe he saves uh-huh. it um <clears throat> in between this and the Next big thing we'll talk about. I want to mention that there was a very, very MLS moment um, notched in here. I'm not sure if you remember this, but uh, Jimmy Chara let the, just lets the ball run out of bounds, even though it was last off a of timber. And oh yeah, I remember that. Ball. <laughs> I think like sometimes like players will just like. Because if you let the ball run, a lot of times ref will give you the ball just even assume. if it's not yeah, yours. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what he was thinking. Maybe like if I just let it run, like I I don't know. It was weird. I remember talking about it. that was a weird play. Yeah, I I just thought that was interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So on this goal, I remember Fox the Fox broadcast like cut away. So there was an LAFC throw in in 
in their defending half, our attacking half. So I was like, uh-huh. oh, okay, like, you know, I, I get it. You can cut away for a little bit. And you probably won't miss anything. Well, the broadcast picks back up and we have the ball, but not only that, like we're we're attacking with the ball. Yeah, we were like really we're, we're like right in the final third at that point. Yeah, so I don't know exactly how we won the ball back. I think it was Claudio <laughs> Bravo, but I'm not sure. Either way, I mean the the sequence of events we can see from the replay is that um Valeri lifts a beautiful ball into Felipe Mora. It doesn't get there. It's headed away. Mora falls down in the box. You're like, oh, okay. Blanco's there to pick it up. Takes a great first touch. Even though it's kind of away from goal, it, it helps him sort of reset everything. Uh-huh. Um, and since there's since Valeri's cross is from the other side, there's no LAFC players really on that side of the pitch. So somebody runs over. Uh, it's Moon. Blanco beats into the byline, gets a left-footed cross off. I mean, this is just him being better, right? Yeah. Being quicker and having quicker feet and more precise, you know, passing, I guess. Uh, What have we been saying for the last few weeks? Like, just kick it into the middle and something good will happen when you're at the Uh end. Yeah, that keeps happening for us. (laughs) (laughs) He certainly does that. It comes off uh, Fall's hand, I believe, which doesn't end up mattering because... It bounces in front, and Foshibe's at the back post, and he heads it in, and it's two to one, and it feels great, feels awesome. Yeah, that was that was a huge goal. Um, in the context the context of this season, it's one of the bigger goals of the year, I think, because yeah. we will be in a, we already are, and we will continue to be in a playoff battle with LAFC. I mean, these really are six point games. Uh, we throw that term out a lot in MLS just because you end up playing a lot of games against like Western opponents, you know, but uh-huh. I mean, this year, especially there are a ton of six point games down the stretch because we are in direct like uh, like standings battles with these teams. I mean, against <laughs> Vancouver, we were against like, I guess we weren't against Seattle, but okay, maybe we haven't been in some standings <laughs> battles recently but this game rsl coming up next we play lafc again right after that i mean the galaxy will be hopefully we'll still be in a battle with them for a spot we'll talk about that yeah later. we're only yeah we're, we're like right on their ass yeah man and then like san jose i guess technically we're in a battle with either way we got two games left against rsl one against uh each la team and that, those on their own are easy, easy six-point games. Not easy in difficulty, easy to call them six-point games. Right. <clears throat> so, yes, huge goal. Definitely Foshiva's biggest goal is a timber. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. And um, a, re- a really nice – another really nice geo uh, uh, GIF afterwards or GIF. Oh, or, yeah. Where did we land on that? GIF. All right, it was Jeff. Okay, good. we had so we had some people disputing that opinion on Twitter, but oh, everyone disputes that opinion. Everyone, whatever, because everyone's See, wrong. It's okay. Everyone We're is not. wrong. Sometimes, sometimes everybody but you in the world is wrong, and that's just okay. You just gotta learn to live with that. Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and actually, I thought it was uh well. Okay, is there anything else you want to add before the um the offsides? 
Not really, man. Again, this is the kind of goal where there's not really much to dissect here because it's just kind of a weird, fluky play. I don't, I don't want to take away from it, but um, yeah, there is actually something I want to, I want to touch on before the offside. Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, in the 72nd minute, this is an MLS moment for the ages. So it's, it's a commentary one. John Strong drops maybe the hardest metaphor of all time on this. I, I don't know if you heard this, but um, I can't remember who it was. I, th- I think it was Maviala okay. was chasing the ball to go and shield it against like two LAFC runners. And it like went out of bounds eventually, but like he ran into one guy and then they ran into another guy or like he bounces off one guy and then hits another guy and like ends up taking them both out. And John Strong was like, Oh, called it like bumper cars he dropped a bumper cars metaphor i thought that was the coolest shit ever i'm a geek for john I strong if, if y'all haven't noticed by now he's my boy yeah i didn't i didn't notice that but uh <laughs> yeah you're good, welcome that's a good term <laughs> um, <laughs> lafc brought in the reinforcements right after that with uh triple substitution yeah they bring on musovsky palacios and blessing for Janela, Ibiaga, and Edwards. So very attacking subs, obviously. Those come in the 75th minute. Um, we bring in a couple subs of our own um, pretty much right after. Uh, yeah, yeah, a few minutes later. Yeah, yeah we, we got Luria for Blanco, um, and Moreno comes on for Jimmy Chara. Um, and Moreno, I thought, played pretty well, actually. Yeah, um, he did actually play pretty well. Again, he's yeah. still, you know, getting acquainted <laughs> with the team and stuff like that, but I, f- yeah, I feel I confident thought- that he'll be a contributor. He's getting more yeah. than like connecting minutes, which is uh-huh. great. And he he definitely this was a lot better than his last outing. Um, oh, <clears throat> a lot yeah. better. And he also got I mean he got more minutes this time to be fair. But I thought he looked good, so that was that was good to see. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I I find it kind of funny that um, his uh, his minute his highest minute total is still against Seattle in Seattle. Yeah, I know. This came close, twelve, but that one was <clears throat> and he hasn't hasn't reached that yet. Um, okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> this offsides, man. Oh, yeah, boy, this was infuriating. This was tough. This was really tough. So, so the play starts. Um, it's a free kick. Um, in from El Maestro. Yep. And it's from a pretty. It's pretty deep. He takes it from, uh, what is this, like, like 35, I'd say, around? Yeah, say 35, 35 yards out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, obviously, outside of shooting range. And, like, we don't even have that many numbers in the box. Um, but he plays in an absolutely perfect ball. Like, yep. just – like, this is this is what Diego Valeri brings to the table. Exactly, yes. You know? Yes. This is, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, this is why you want to have him out there, even at like his age and like level of fitness and whatnot, because like we just don't yeah. have anyone on the team who can reliably put in a ball like that. Even you can, like you can be Sebastian old and Blanco. still swing your leg like that. Yeah, even like Sebastian Blanco, I've been praising his playmaking skills, um, but he even he can't deliver like b- good balls like this consistently. Um, beautiful onto the far post. Mabiola makes a great run, kind of gets by his defender. He gets a really good header actually. Um, mm-hmm. into the ground it's like popped up saved really well um by romero yeah you know uh, what that looks like to me reese that looks like hitting it across the face of goal and hoping something good will happen that's what that looks okay like. but i feel but this is different because he actually like took a shot like mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones yeah. have just been like 
haven't even been shot. So you just like blasted it straight and like it's ended up in the net. I mean, I think this still applies here. All right, that's fair. We did have numbers on the far post, so I guess it is kind of similar. Uh, and anyway, that's what ends up working out. It pops up, missed clearance, falls to Mora, and Mora slides it home. Dude, not, not just a missed clearance. Over. This was a missed clearance for the ages, man. Yeah, it was pretty bad, actually. I, I can't tell who it is because I can't see a kid number. I think but... it's I think it's Mario. Oh, yeah, 90-something, uh, yeah. Um, and he gets, like, reverse nutmeg by it, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 an awkward angle. You know, it doesn't have a lot of time to think about it, but yikes, that's that's bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's a um, that's a turf meg right there. Yeah, home field advantage, baby. Unfortunately, though, this gets called back for offsides on what is a very, very, very tight offsides. Yeah, like oh, yeah. <sighs> this I would not have been as mad at this as I was. If I didn't see the referee, and no, it's not the fact that she was female, but the fact that she looked very unconfident in the decision. Oh, yeah. Oh, she looked like she was shaking after she made that. Like Yeah, like extremely unsure about what they just called. And, and it was is, so it was, close that it, it would have ended up going the other way. Had exactly. Stayed down. Yeah. Like on VAR, like if they, if what they call it on the field is what it's going to be called in VAR. Cause it was so close. They couldn't, over, I don't think they could have overturned it either way. So it's like exactly. the field decision made, whether that was a goal or not. And she was looked super unsure of herself. I noticed that too on the broadcast. Yeah. That was um, pretty rough. Um, yeah. <laughs> So. You get tell us you're like, oh, maybe VAR will save me, but it's like VAR was like, and again, nah. I don't want to say it was the wrong decision because it def it was it was just really close, and like that was one of those ones that easily could have gone the other way. It's the right VAR decision. It's the wrong, not wrong. Yeah, no, I that's, agree. That's a good actually. way to that's you a good way to put it, it. Yeah, like. It's it's really 50-50, honestly. Yeah, like it's under, as like, close as it gets. Under like classic um attacking rules and then like maybe modern VAR rules that's on sides. But if you're like looking at like the VAR rules where you like draw like the with the inches. Oh yeah. Come it's on. it's off sides, but BS. like I don't know. Whatever, it's close. It goes back off sides. We don't need it though. Um they had a couple of well, corners. We almost do. <laughs> yeah, they had a couple of corners, a couple of decent chances in and around the box um but yeah they, they had back-to-back corners they didn't clear the first man at like the very end of the game yes I, i'm glad you noticed this yes because it was the young kid bryce duke taking corners yeah yeah it's duke yeah and like they had like two really important corners like right at the end to get a last goal and neither one of them beat the first man yeah that was uh, that was pretty bad <laughs> it's like i feel like there's a time and a place to like, you know, maybe try to whip it in, try to get all the right curve and the accuracy and everything. Um, and, but like late in the game, you just need to put it in the box and it should not be difficult. Like you should just be floating that into the box and letting, like letting your players go after it, you know, don't take any chances. Like maybe it's not the world's best ball in, but like get it there. That's like your only job. Um, and two times in a row in important situations, didn't beat the first man, so we'll take it. Oh. Yeah. We missed in this mix. I, I forgot about this. Diego Valeri had this just stupid foul in the 83rd minute. Oh, that's right. Before the offsides called. That just, he, got a, he got a yellow for it, right? Yeah, he got a yellow for it. And honestly, yeah. like, it's 
deserved. I mean, it was just totally unnecessary. Uh, he took the guy out from behind at the top of the box, gave up a pretty, you know, dangerous free kick considering uh-huh. how terrible we are defending free kicks. So <laughs> every free kick is a dangerous free kick. Honestly. Yeah. That's like, uh, we have been seeing incremental um, improvements. That's true. That's Maybe true. even more than incremental improvements. Maybe actually like, honestly, we've yeah, been, we've been seeing, compared to like anything compared to the Seattle game. It's a significant improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. I guess <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. Uh, yeah. Also, yes, go to gets on towards the end of the game. It's a couple minutes. For exactly three minutes again. I swear to God, it's three minutes every game. Like, it's not four, it's not five. I feel like it's always three. If Is that count, just like, me or like? I, I have it logged as three, three, one, two as his minute totals this year. Three, three, one, two. <laughs> yeah, dude. And oh those that's God. over three, four, five, six, eight games. <laughs> I, what is going on? Uh, whatever. We talk, we talk about this every week to the point where, like, I don't even. He has, he has now officially passed um, Ish Jome in minute totals for Timbers this season in all competitions. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that's. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things there that. Uh... I'm not too worried. I, you know, I've, I've kind of come around on this a little <laughs> bit. I'm willing to be patient. Obviously, I mention this every episode, but Mora is on a tear. Like, you can't keep him off the pitch. Of course not. Of course, I would like to see him on for more than one or two or three minutes at a time. But his time will come, I hope. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. All right. We make it out of there with a win. Ends 2-1. Vital win um, in the course of the playoff standings in the West. Um, Big time. Speaking of those standings, Reese, <laughs> would you uh, would you please embear us? Yeah, sure. Um, I got them pulled up here. So Western Conference, um, the top three teams are pretty far and away at this point. I don't really think <clears throat> it goes Sporting with 46, Seattle with 45, and Colorado with 44. But both Seattle and Colorado have a game in hand. Um so those true. three seem to be pretty clearly ahead of the rest, barring, um, you know, a collapse and then a big run from uh, so the Galaxy or Salt Lake. Those are probably going to be the top three um, come playoff time. Yeah. Then when you drop down to four, that's when it starts to get a little more interesting. So we got the Galaxy at 38 points um, on mm-hmm. 25 games played. Then just behind them, us, uh, 25 games played, 37 points. So we're only a point below. And another, another funny thing about the Galaxy is they also have a negative goal difference despite having a positive. Yeah, yeah. So we're creeping up to them on goal difference, which yeah, it's, who it's knows? Not, that not bad that ours, might end but... up making a difference in this. Uh-huh. And then one point behind us on the same game totals is Real Salt Lake, who has a way better goal difference, like twelve goals better than us, mm-hmm. but as uh, a point back. So. And then behind them in seventh, we got Minnesota United, who is three points back, but has a game in hand. Also, of course, a better goal difference. LAFC, we actually put some, some significant space between us and LAFC with this game, um, even, on, even on games, but uh, four points ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was so... interesting that both teams <clears throat> came into the game uh, at, with exactly 500 records. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just had more draws. Yeah, that's, an, that's the one thing with the Timbers is that if you look at our record, it's not, like, any better, like, in terms of, like, winning percentage than other teams behind us, but we just have, like, way less draws. 
Yeah. Like yeah. we have tied for the least amount of draws um, in the league with DC United and Austin at four. But that's, that's actually really important because uh-huh. I, Reese, I don't know how well-versed you are in MLS playoff tie-breaking procedures, but not. Um, most wins is actually the first tiebreaker. So it goes oh, points. Are you serious? Yeah. Points, wins, then goal difference. Oh, I did not know that. Goal scored, and then you really get into the weeds with like disciplinary uh-huh. points. Yeah, yellow cards and whatnot. Difference. Yeah, <clears throat> away goal difference, really. Oh yeah, no. dude. The NBA ones are crazy too. Like they're they're a few years back. There was like some really crazy end of season scenarios going on. And I was trying to map them all out. Oh wait, were you, were you talking about this last season or no? No, um... this was in high school. But okay, which <laughs> dear listeners, for us, high school was like four years ago yeah yeah we're both seniors now wow that's crazy yeah no i i still feel like i'm too young to do that thing where i talk about like how long it's been since i got out of high school um because i feel like i feel like once you graduate college that's like an honorary rite of passage it's like anytime someone yeah. goes to high school you can be like oh man that was so long ago for me yeah um, <laughs> i feel like we're not right. we, there, we act like but... old men it's all right yeah <laughs> um, especially you yeah, that's true. Jeez. Dude, hey, I, I did go on a run the other day, though. And I you tried went on to a go, run the other day. I know, right? And I tried to go to the wreck, and it was closed. Oh, that's disappointing. It Saturday. Yeah, it was really disappointing. All right. Well, I'm anyways, trying. yeah, I won't. Yeah, whatever. Um, Timbers win 2-1. to one, As you mentioned, fifth in the West, right on the cusp of that home playoff game, which... I believe was both of our goals to start the year for this team. Was oh like, God. Yeah. It was, I remember, I mean, it's a pretty easy <laughs> target to go at. Cause like you're the not beginning of the, the year. Playoffs. I was the beginning of the year. I was like, Oh, we're going to run over every team. We're going to be the best team in the league. We have such a good roster. <laughs> um, I mean, that part is coming true right now though, is the thing like we're <sighs> relatively healthy. Like we're getting, I mean, but we're I still not like running. We're, we're not. But the thing is, like, we're not running over teams, though. I mean, we're getting, we're grinding out results, which is great. But we don't like, we don't look like as good as like the team I was, I was hoping we would be at this point. Even though the results are coming, you know. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Even though I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you because this is MLS. It doesn't matter if you look good. Period. Is that? It doesn't yes. matter. It, yes, I it know. It just doesn't matter, man. I mean, think about the year we won it, right? We didn't look yeah. great. We could have lost. <sighs> Actually, that's true. Probably should have lost in the knockout game, uh, other than the namesake of this podcast. Yeah. It, it res- This is part of why I really love MLS. You don't watch it for the, you know, beauty of the game. You don't watch it for like to see the biggest and brightest stars go out there. You don't watch it for all that crap. You watch it for the chaos and you watch it to see your team win. (laughs) So that's really all I care about seeing is seeing my team win. And when they do, I'm happy. And when they don't, I'm sad. I could honestly care less if we quote played well or not at the end of the day. It's like, it's that time of year for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think the MLS is going to pay you to be their director of marketing, but um, I see where you're coming from. All right, I want to clip that because I might do that someday. Um, <laughs> probably won't do that. Um, 
All right, where are we at? Well, oh, be let's... honest though. Okay, would you rather have the league marketed as a league of chaos or a league of what they do now, which is like, oh, we have Chicharito. Okay, I mean, yeah, obviously, I don't. That's stupid. But okay, Wait. I see what you're saying. Probably polish up some of the uh, <laughs> some of the talking points. That's fair. That's fair. Um, who's your man of the match, Reese? Okay, so I'm gonna do something that I feel like is a little unexpected. I, I've been thinking oh. about this, and I think that, that there are. I think for man of the match. I think Dyron's a good contender. Um, I thought, uh, I thought for the most part, Mabiala played pretty well, um, and Zuperich played reasonably well. Um, Blanco, of course, had his moments, although the penalty was pretty much entirely his fault and a really stupid yeah. mistakes. Um, but I'm going to give it to Mora. Ooh, and I know okay. that this has been like a lot of times like you've been giving it to Mora and I've been giving it to someone else. Um, and Mora didn't even get a goal today. Although I will argue that like just on merit, like his goal <laughs> that was called back could have easily been called a goal. And like, yes, true. it would really change the narrative of how he played, even though like that was not up to him at all. Um, <clears throat> but I really liked, I thought Mora played really good today. Obviously the bicycle attempt was great. Um, I mentioned that pass earlier. That was something that really stood out mm-hmm. to me. Maybe a smaller thing. Um, but just in general, like his distribution, um, he was involved in a lot of the plays. Um, he took care of the ball really well um, yep. this game. Pulling up his stats here, he had 95% pass completion. Wow. Uh, which wow. as a striker is like, yeah, that's, you know, that's really amazing. Um, yeah, I thought like even though, you know, he's definitely had games where he's like had more like big moments than this one. I thought he played great. Um, and especially that's some, one of the things that I had criticized. I've, I've kind of in games past where he scored, but maybe hasn't been as involved. I've been hesitant to give it to him. This game, I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought even though he didn't get a goal, he was super involved. Um, I thought he played great. So I'm going to give it to more. I, I'm going to look at this in a few different ways. I think if we're going just based off of who – created the most chances and like had the most influence on the Timbers ultimately scoring that winning goal. I got to say it's Blanco, but Uh again, based on what you said with the handball and then he had that giveaway missed a chance earlier. I can't give it to Blanco in this one. A spree is a good shout, but permission to go out of pocket here. Go out of pocket. I'm I'm gonna go with George Fashive because he's okay. kind of the one dude we're not talking about in this game, and he had the fucking game winning goal. That's true. That is true. This we should be talking about how great of a signing this was because right now if we didn't have Fashive, we would kind of be screwed. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that's a little rude to like Renzo Zambrano, but I mean, let's be honest here, like. Neither Fushive or Paredes have been as good as Eric Williamson can be, but the fact that we have some competition for Paredes and have at least another competitive, able body that we can throw out there has just been massive down the stretch. Um, yeah. And it's only going to continue to be more important. So I'm going to give it to George Fushive, his first big moment back with the club, really. I mean, I know it's not his first goal this year. He scored as part of the, the 6-2 game, but... What a moment for him, man. I'm, I'm just psyched for George Rashive, and he's my man of the match because he scored right. the game-winning goal. 
All right, not I, good I, enough I, reason. No, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> also, there was just nobody who, like, as you were kind of saying, like, nobody really stood out as extremely exceptional or deserving of this. In this uh-huh. I, I think that's fair. I think there wasn't really an obvious choice for this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what's your grade for this game? I'm kind of curious. Okay, so I know we mentioned earlier that we were like kind of disagreeing, and I think that talk, going back through it and talking about it, the Timbers actually did create more than I kind of remember. Um, the, just the thing is the number of like really the high-profile chances that LAFC missed that like should have been goals, mm-hmm. I think are kind of what's holding me back because we did yeah. give up. I mean, we... I feel like the tone of this changes so much if they punish us on for, I mean, those two like really terrible defensive displays we had are like, yeah, I, I know I said the one. And I think that both of those should have been goals. Absolutely. And I think that that really changes. So I'm going to give us for this game. This is going to seem harsh. I'm going to give it a C plus. Oh my goodness. Maybe a, maybe a B minus. I, I'm going B minus, you know, it's in the B range, so that makes it okay. much, much better than C plus in our mind. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think I'm going to give us a C plus. Um, I, I mean, I just, I, I think that we, just, I don't know. I, I, I almost like feel like that's like a, like I want to. No, use I totally understand call. you. Like I follow you. I'm, I'm on the um, same wavelength. We did not do a whole lot to, um. I don't know. You, you look at our goals and you look at um, Yeah, and our goals were kind of fluky too. They weren't even off great passages of play. So Yeah, we lost yeah, the I'm, XG I'm gonna go battle with the C+. again if that's if that's your kind of thing. You know, we we got out XG'd again. Which you always expect against LAFC, but still. Yeah, yeah that's like their thing is like winning the XG battle but losing the game. Yeah, yeah. I will also say the reason it's not the reason it's just a B minus for me and not a C plus is because the, the way they did score was pretty fluky. I mean, yeah. it's not really anything they did well to earn that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of a random play. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with a B minus, but that's okay. Okay. That's yeah. Right. Anyway, um, I mean, obviously, listen, I would much rather give us a C plus in a game that we one then give us like a B in a game that we had a hard fought draw, you know, we'll take the win. So, but you, Oh, Oh, I see what you're saying in terms of what you would see from the team. You like that. Yeah. Better. I mean, cause I was like, that's what you did last week is give, give Colorado. No, game. no. I'm saying, obviously <laughs> I would like to see that we win, even if we don't play as well than like the other. Yeah. Way I guess. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Yeah. See, you're coming around to this. Yeah. The mentality. Um, you're there. Anyway, well, we, should we do questions, I guess? Oh, yeah, we have questions. I was like, how do we, how do we end the podcast here? We're missing something. Uh, I say end, and there's probably like at least 10 more minutes on this, but we'll see. Uh, Gimpter Zinnaker asks, how come the Timbers concede almost half of the goals against between the 11th and 40th minute? He says 22 out of 47 over all competitions specifically between the 21st and 30th minute, which is 10 out of 47. Huh. I guess basically what he's saying is he's taken a look at like the little goal distribution boxes and when you can see goals throughout the game and we can see right. 
22 out of our 47 total, which by the way, 47 total, that's pretty rough, but we've conceded yeah. 22 in between the 11th and 40th minute. Interesting. Okay. Um, any, any, I guess that's something I... that can explain this for you. All right. I mean, let's see. That's a, that's an interesting thing. That's, and I, I guess it's something I've noticed, but like the numbers, like, I, it's not something I'd ever really thought to like do the numbers on. Mm-hmm. I think in general between the 40th minute. Yeah. See, that's interesting. Cause normally you see teams, if they, if they give up a lot of goals, it's like at the very end of the first half when like yeah. concentration gets low and players get tired. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I, I really, for the life of me, I'm not coming up with a good theory, not even something that I could like reasonably bullshit. Um, that's a really good question. Um, something I'll have to think about. Do you have anything? I mean, I really don't. Maybe, I mean, it's really just in the heart of the first half right there. I, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing a blank as well. That's a very, very good question. Maybe I'll, I'm wondering if it's like, <sighs> I mean, maybe it's like a tactics thing, like Geo. I don't know. We're like, we're not getting our tactics right to start the game, um, particularly well. Or and then like we we kind of fix it at halftime. We have looked good in second halves. It's just such a Gio, it's such a weird Gio time. always points out is that we look better, even better in the second half. But yeah, yeah. I mean that that could, that's part of it. But like it's it's so weird that it's like not the beginning of the first half or the end of the first half. Usually the parts where you like see like the most significant like aberrations from like the norm in terms of play style. So like right in the middle of the first half, it's just such a weird time to like be give up such like a statistical anomaly, you know, I I don't really have a good answer for you. That's a good question though. I'm stumped on this too. I think something worth thinking about for sure. Yeah. I think the ultimate (sighs) answer might just be a statistical anomaly. I mean, those happen naturally. Yeah. But yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, uh, just a follow-up question to who, to who asked it. Um, have you looked at like the general um, goal spread for that time, like across the MLS? Because perhaps that's just a time when, in general, more goals are scored. Probably not to the extent of this. That's but a that great would, question. If that's if that's true, then that would point more towards it being a statistical anomaly. Whereas if it's not true, then maybe there actually is something to it. Um, although for the life of me, I don't know what. But that's a good question. A really good question. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm replying right now. Okay, uh, Connor asks thoughts on how Valeri looked today. It's been a little bit, but I thought he played well. I agree. Valeri came yeah, on. Yeah, I agree too. Created a chance. Did what he was supposed to do. The team. I did notice that the team wasn't as bullish on like just getting him the ball. Um, yeah, I, I think he was calling for it a little more <laughs> than he wanted to have to. But either way, I mean, I think this is the perfect spot for him. We talk about this all the time, like half an hour at the end of the game. Just, you know, if some especially when we're rotating guys like this, just get him a half an hour in there. Let someone else take a breather. Announcers kept talking about how he was happy in this role and how he wanted to, you know, he was okay with being a super sub and stuff like that. So that's good. And uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of sad to see him in this spot, but you know it's great that he's still helping the team. And yeah, like I agree, he played well. Um, and but that was a good point of what you said about because I noticed that too is the players not really like because normally when Valeri has been on the pitch, you know he's the main guy running the offense, 
Yeah. And there's been a little bit of that, like, <clears throat> obviously not the same extent, but like that Barcelona messy kind of conduct where it's like, you get the ball to him and like kind of hope he makes something happen um, when mm. stuff is stalled a bit. And I think at this point, the players have kind of gotten used to playing without him. Um, and so he was definitely not getting the ball as much as we're used to seeing, but he still was effective. He still looked good. Uh, yeah. There were a couple um, other, really just, there, there's an interesting distribution of Valeri questions. Nate man asked, uh, has he been effective as a substitute? And we don't need to directly answer these because we already basically did. Um, and then Greener 105th asks, why is Valeri broken? So <laughs> your connection is definitely a little screwed up, my guy. But I got the Nate man, like, holler. So, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> my connection is falling apart. Um, yeah, is it all, all right right now? Or is... Not really, okay. but yeah, sorry whatever. about that. We're almost done. All right. Uh, yeah, Eric asks, what made the press today so much better than, well, ever? And how much was just bad LAFC distribution? Yeah, it kind of answered the first part with the second a little bit. I think LAFC, this is obviously, LAFC are missing a ton of guys, especially on defense. I don't, this was certainly nowhere close to their first choice back line, I don't think. Yeah. Definitely not their first choice, like midfield or 11 by any stretch. So, although I do think, a big difference. And it was Sebastian Blanco. I mean, because he was actually trying and not that he doesn't ever try, but he was certainly trying harder than usual. So I don't know why. Definitely, <laughs> Like what you said is that when Valeri used to play in kind of a similar role, Valeri was never really a, really a huge pressure, you know, mm-hmm. um, because first of all, I mean, he wasn't very fast and also like he was never the hardest working on defense, yeah. which is fine because we needed his energy for except offense. In MLS Cup. So much for except us. MLS Cup. <laughs> except, of course, <laughs> except for, uh, except for the Steve Clark moment, in MLS cup. But, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Um, LAFC definitely didn't do very well, but also, I mean, I, I think the one element that can't be overlooked is, you know, just like the boost in like morale um, mm-hmm. and the team energy. I mean, coming off a win streak against a team, that, you know, like you said, we have a bit of a rivalry against, has definitely beaten us um, at home some some memorable occasions. Um, we're competing for in Western Conference playoff standings. Uh, there's really all the motivation we need. Oh and so, I mean, maybe that played uh, that, that. Dude, you 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 gotta get off the Wi-Fi, man. It's not it's not helping you at all. Uh, I said it just was off the Wi-Fi, but I'll get back on. Oh, okay. you sound fine now, so I don't know what happened. But okay, point made. All right, yeah. How much of that? How much of that did we get? About fifty percent. About fifty percent. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think that my my opening sentence probably summed up what I rambled on for about thirty seconds. You know, big game rivalry team. Um, yeah exactly good morale energy john what else we got i think i've mentioned all the other questions oh no nate man has another one here we go uh should geo have pulled jimmy instead of aspria interesting one um i i know i think pulling aspria is i'm okay with that i think it's fine um again jimmy is not our biggest like impact player mm-hmm. but i think in a lineup that features valeri and blanco um who are definitely our two most creative players on the roster we don't necessarily 
we have less of a need for someone like Aspria. Also, especially when we're in the lead, someone who gives the ball away carelessly a lot, like Aspria, even though like he might have had a better game than Jimmy. I think that mm-hmm. taking Aspria off actually makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, shoot, I had the other question right in front of me. Oh, oh, okay. I think this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last one from John. Is Bravo a liability defensively? Also thoughts on how or why Aspria has improved so much this season? Uh, and quickly on, on Bravo being a defensive liability, Rory points out that we said the same thing about Viafania, then he really grew into himself. Bravo is still super raw. As the, game, uh, as the game went on, he started to win more tackles. But as we learned from the wonderful Chris Gluck, uh, winning more tackles will sometimes mean that you're being targeted. Out of position more. Yeah, yeah. or just out of position more. So, And uh, Zinnaker also points out that he, you could say he's the next Jorge Marrera, and I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that... Also, he brought, did you know this? Bravo is the league leader in tackles one. I didn't know that. Really? That I yeah. did not know. He's definitely not the league's best defender. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that much is true. Wait, but you I, mean, I, I would say you that mean Hassan a... White. You mean Hassan Whiteside wasn't defensive player of the year for getting the most blocks? Oh my god, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I don't think Bravo's defensive liability. Um, although Gluck does bring up a good point. Good tackles, not necessarily good defending, and especially today or I should say yesterday, we saw some of his defensive shortcomings kind of get exposed. But I thought the game before he actually played very well um, Mm -hmm. defensively as well as offensively. And I really think that for whatever you want to say about his defense, he is a necessary player for our team. And he gives us a lot going forward. Yeah. Um, And he is capable of making good tackles, even if his positioning isn't the greatest. And he's a little overeager sometimes. So definitely has room to grow um, on the defensive end. But I think a liability is harsh. So I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, and, of course, he brings a lot to the table on offense, too. Yeah, he's going to be really good uh, yeah. in years to come. Thoughts on Espria, though? Why, why has he improved so much? How has he improved I don't so know. I really don't know. <laughs> I was I, trying to pick uh, up an answer for this, too. Yeah, the entire time we were talking about that, I'm like, God, I feel like, this is, I feel like it's not normal that we, like, people ask us questions. We really just don't have any answers. But I, I just couldn't tell you. I mean, he's been with the team a long time. Mm-hmm. he's getting a good consistent run of minutes, but this is not like the first time in his career. He's got a consistent run of minutes, you know? Yeah, true. That's the whole it, thing is like Gio's been watering the bamboo here and he's just now starting to like shoot up. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that, maybe that really is just it. You know, he's just needed like an extended period where he's like playing starter level minutes to find his form. Maybe but that's even it. so like with that reasoning, that's not how stuff happens. You know, yeah, but that's the the other thing is I can't point to why this is happening. I mean, I'm trying to think of his goals this year. Maybe just getting himself in better positions around the box. His shooting, his shooting definitely has gotten better. But other than that, like there really isn't like I mean, he's still he's still the same as Bria, same similar play style, similar skill set. He's just like better. Yeah, similar backflip. He's just better and he's been more effective this year. Um, yep. can't really like point to a specific thing. I will say his finishing has definitely gotten better up from like the worst in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know what it is, but uh, I like it. I very much like it too. That's all the questions we got. 
Um, do we do we ever do anything else? I don't think so. I think we're done. <laughs> no, I think we're good. Um, this, I think I lied on the last pod. This will be the last time we have to record separately. Or will it be? You said you're coming down tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, there's no game Wednesday. Damn, yeah. we have to wait all the way till the weekend. Oh, that sucks. What am I going to do this week? Uh, so we'll figure and, something out. And also, as, as we were talking about before we started recording, the Timbers and Ducks play at the same time. And for those who aren't aware on this podcast, Reese and I both attend the University of Oregon as students. And we are both planning on going to the, the football game. Because guess what? There's only like what five home games a year that you get to go to. So. Yeah, we're both we're both seniors. This is this is kind of the end of the line for duck football. So, and yeah. we'll we'll find a way to we'll find a way to get the game afterwards. Yeah, ESPN um, Plus I I think has full game replays. If you know of another place, please hit us up on Twitter at Double Post Pod. Tell us where we can find full MLS replays, preferably for free. Although I mean, I'd I'd split a couple bucks with you to. Oh yeah, I, I'd be I'd be fine with that. Um, but free would be nice too. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know about you, Reese. I'm not really doing anything on on Sunday, so we can probably knock that out. I'm at our I'm not going to do anything. Time. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Excited to have you back down in the dirty. And for all those Excited of you to be back at down. home, please rate us five stars. Beg your sister to do it. Beg your family to do it. Yeah, actually, if you can pay people to rate us five stars for you, it'd really help get the word out. Yeah, or just threaten uh, them. <laughs> yeah, or threaten them. Yeah. Yeah. That, anyway, nice. or rate us one star if you hate us. I don't know. No, I always don't, feel weird. No, if you hate us, just tell us. Oh, that's right. Rate. Yeah. No, yeah, if you, yeah. that's right. That's right. If you hate us, send us mean comments and stuff. Yes. Uh, don't, don't rate us one star. Yeah. Just leave, leave a mean note or something. Say this podcast sucked. Um, in, as, as, yeah, because then we can then anger. we can make it to where it's five stars, <laughs> and you don't have to just complain about it. Yeah, uh, even if we're not uh, five stars, they'll just rate us five stars. Please. Anything else? Uh, just a quick shout to the listeners. Um, yeah, facts. thanks for listening. I mean, I feel like I feel like we don't say this enough, but like, it doesn't even really seem real that like people like I don't know that like there's so, like so many people listening to it. Um, but yeah, we dude. really appreciate it. It's really cool. We like doing it um yeah i mean so thank you guys that's it's, it's really awesome yeah man we we've been steadily growing for a while in numbers so that was pre- that's pretty cool to see uh even our all, nearly two hour episode um got you know better numbers than you know it's still helping this the steady climb so speaking yeah, of our nearly two hour episode this episode is probably going to be like two hours. Oh, Has it? I haven't checked we've been, the time. We've been, I don't know. We spent a lot yeah, of time no, at we've the been, beginning. We've been going on. Yeah, we could not get through the opening segment. That was yeah. We like, we like couldn't get through for like forty five minutes before we got like halfway through the game. Wow. You know what? Anyway. We had like I I didn't realize that our platform had that anchor has like retention statistics, but we were we were at one hundred percent retention on the last episode until like the hour 40 mark and that's when people started dropping <laughs> off. <laughs> how dare you guys no, i don't don't blame you i i uh, i don't know if i could do that yeah. I, I i struggle with long podcasts like that myself so 
anyway, some of you guys, you guys have said you liked it. Um, so I don't know. We've been kind of letting it run out. Um, and if you don't, then tell us. And then fight. <laughs> yeah, if you don't let us know, like no, we can. Yeah, we can do our best to try to rein in some of the random tangents that have nothing to do with the timbers that we go on like constantly. Yeah. Um, anyway, this Tom this podcast is already super long. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, go <laughs> timbers. White side. Yeah, go timbers. Bye, guys. <laughs>